You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 24th. A shooting in Osage Beach over the weekend left one person dead and another injured. Police officers were dispatched to Sunset Drive on Friday night. Officers found one subject in a grassy area with gunshot wounds. 20-year-old Micah Amon of Columbia was treated at the scene, but he was pronounced deceased at Lake Regional Hospital. 19-year-old Devin Atkinson of Osage Beach sustained two gunshot wounds to the body and was hospitalized. Osage Beach police told Lake Expo they don't currently have a suspect. Well, more winter weather may be on the way to Lake of the Ozarks, with meteorologists predicting between 2 and 4 inches of snow tonight into Wednesday. According to the National Weather Service, the snowfall could be heavy tonight, with roads impacted for the Wednesday morning commute. And a concrete truck overturned on a roundabout in Lake Ozark yesterday afternoon. According to the business owner, the top-heavy concrete truck was coming back from a job site when it overturned. No one was injured in the crash, and the truck was towed later on Monday. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The following key radio event is absolutely free. Join 89.3 The Key for the key radio after hours on Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall on South Business 5. This fun night will include a chili cook-off, a chance to meet some of the people that you hear on key radio, like Camden County Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, Professor Jim Paisley, Bradley Berg from Encompass Purpose, and more. We'll even have a giveaway. This is your chance to find out more about the Lakes Community Radio Station. So, mark it on your calendar, Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall for Key Radio's After Hours. For more information, contact Bill Mundhausen at 573-280-0532. Everyone is invited to attend, so we'll see you there at Key Radio's After Hours with the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Got some college hoops coming your way tonight. Mizzou busy on the road at Ole Miss, an SEC game. The Tigers have been having a great season so far, 14-5. and five. They have slowed down just a bit the last couple of weeks as they've gotten into SEC play, but still doing really well. Again, they're on the road to play Ole Miss tonight. MSU Bears are 10-10. and They're at home against Illinois-Chicago tonight. Of course, we're down to the Final Four in the NFL playoffs. The AFC and NFC Championship games go this Sunday. In the AFC, it's the Chiefs for the fifth straight year. At home against Cincinnati, the Bengals beat the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl last year. The 
early line has Kansas City a slim one-point favorite. And uh, we'll find out how well uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing with that injured ankle on Sunday. That's the late game Sunday. 5.30 kickoff. The NFC Championship will go first. A 2 o'clock kickoff. That's the Eagles and Niners. Philly a slight favorite to win at home over San Francisco in that game. High school basketball this week. We got another big game for you on Lake TV tomorrow night. Osage at Eldon. That's a part of the big Eldon basketball tournament this week. Tomorrow night on Lake TV, it is Osage at Eldon with a 6.30 tip-off. A little earlier than usual. COMC pregame show will go about 10 minutes before tip-off. That's tomorrow night on Lake TV. Eldon home to Osage. St. Louis Blues busy tonight at home against the Sabres. Blues have been up and down of late. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows. Shows including the high school basketball coaches show featuring Versailles coach this week. So join us and learn all about what's going on with Versailles. The Tigers having a really good season under first year coach Josh Walters. You can see that every day this week at 10.02, and 6.02 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. It's Eldon versus School of the Osage in basketball. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce, along with the School of the Osage, are proud to partner together once again to host a Winter School of the Osage Community Night on Thursday, February 16, 2023. There will be back-to-back games all at the high school, Varsity Girls at 6 p.m. and Varsity Boys at 7.30 p.m. As part of the event... Lake Area Chamber members are invited to set up a tabletop booth to welcome the community and promote your business at the same time. Contact the Lake Area Chamber today to register your business. Phone 573-964-1008 or email info at lakeareachamber.com. Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application.
business, government, history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. And off we go. A, a nice start to the day, a little on the chilly side. Uh, but we've got some sunshine out there this morning. Good morning, David. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Bobby Lee. We'll start the uh, program this morning by sending out our thoughts and prayers out to uh, Jerry Banker, who's uh, getting uh, some things taken care of today. And uh, we think uh, about Jerry. Jerry's a good guy. I've known Jerry for a lot of years, and uh, he's uh, in uh, getting some work done uh, at the hospital. Uh, I think things are going to be okay for him. And also want to send a shout-out to the news director over at KRMS, Chris Barnum. I found out that uh, Chris was in the hospital as well, having uh, some issues. But uh, at uh, last check, he was uh, he was doing okay. Also, uh, I saw on uh, Facebook that uh, our good buddy JR is had a little trouble, and uh, I'm not going to go into it. If you know what's going on, you know what's going on. But... Um, uh, some thoughts and prayers for Jr. and his family would uh, would be nice as well. It is 8.09. My goodness, we've got uh, another little blast of winter weather coming our way. As a matter of fact, a winter weather advisory is already on the uh, books here as far as my weather forecast is concerned. 29 in Osage Beach, 29 in Camdenton. And it looks like a mix of clouds and sun this morning, then becoming cloudy. Periods of light rain this afternoon will hit a high of 46. Watching a potential winter storm. Clouds with rain and snow this evening becoming all snow overnight, a low of 32. We're talking accumulation of about 1 to 3 inches. Now, this is, this is always the interesting part, whatever we talk about accumulation rates. Because accumulation rates, we talk 1 to 3 inches. You know, sometimes we've been told all we're getting is a dusting. And sometimes we're told we uh, get 1 to 3 inches uh, or we're expecting 1 to 3 inches. And guess what? You don't get anything. So a uh, winter weather advisory uh, is in effect from 9 o'clock this evening until noon tomorrow. And uh, now we look at this, and they're talking uh, snow expected. A total snow accumulations between 3 to 5 inches with locally heavier amounts of up to 6 inches. A sharp uh, with this gradient in snowfall amounts is likely in this area. So we're going to get some snow, apparently. 1 to 3, 3 to 5, possibly 6. <laughs> maybe none. Yeah, maybe none, depending on how things go. And my dog is stuck in the raccoon trap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll talk to Tyler Brown about that here in just a little bit. However, folks, uh, uh, this is uh, slated for a portion of central Missouri. Again, uh, 9 o'clock this evening until noon tomorrow. Roads and especially bridges and overpasses will likely become slick and hazardous. Travel could be very difficult. The hazardous conditions could impact the Wednesday morning commute. So, again, if you um, are at all concerned about this, take the proper precautions. Make sure you have all those things you need. Unless you're one of those self-sufficient people that's got chickens and or things like that, you know, you've got plenty of eggs. And, and for anybody out there who has chickens and would like to sell your eggs, give me a call here this morning later on at about 940-573-633-5395. You can also call a uh, toll-free number, 1-888-275-6636 for road conditions. You can also utilize the Missouri Department of Transportation's travel map, which is on their website. So just some things to keep in mind. And then as we uh, look at the forecast for tomorrow, 
Got that 10-day outlook. Uh, some morning snow showers possible tomorrow. A high 37, a low of uh, 22. Then uh, morning clouds and sunshine in the afternoon on Thursday. A high of 33, a low 26. Partly cloudy at 48 on Friday. Some uh, showers possible in the afternoon, evening on Saturday. A high 51, a low 25. Then some morning snow showers on Sunday. A high of 29, a low of 16. And then uh, partly cloudy on Monday, a high of 29, a low of 17. So basically, it's the month of January. We're still bouncing around as far as the weather is concerned. The nice thing is, uh, you know, we're talking about it now so you can get prepared. Snow? Did he say snow? Drop everything. We've got to run to the store and get our eggs, milk, and bread so that we have everything we need, I guess. And then, then of course, as is the case, and, and I... Obviously, I'm, I'm being sarcastic when I say this, but I wonder sometimes if, you know, the profit margin in the grocery business is very thin. But, you know, if they're having a slow month, I wonder if they call the meteorologist and they say, hey, listen, yeah, can you do us? Make a little pact. Do us a solid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bump that up a couple inches. Yeah. Yeah. Say it's going to be one to three. Now, that's not going to get any better. Yeah, three to five sounds better. Yeah, three to five, yeah, or, or possibly six. 8.13 is our time. Current lake level of 658.01, river level of 551.89, surface water temp at 41 degrees. Good morning, Tyler Brown. How are you? I'm well. How are you, KB? I'm doing great, man. It's good to good to have you back here as we uh, get ready for 2023. Tyler and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, some things going on in the state of Missouri, and uh, especially locally that you can get involved in. Tyler and I were talking dogs because, of course, we've got Lightning, the Wonder Dog, in the studio, and he greets everybody as they come in in the morning. Uh, you had an interesting experience with the dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so, you don't have to tell us if oh, you don't no, want to. Oh, it, no, it doesn't bother me at all. It's actually kind um, of funny. It is. Yeah, so... It, and it's wildlife-related, which yeah, I, you, I deal with. There so, you go. Um, yeah, so we've we've got some chickens, like you were talking about uh, just a minute ago. We have some chickens in the backyard that we raise, and... Um, Anybody who's ever raised chickens knows that they're they come with some some predators. Yeah. Um, so we've had some raccoon issues, uh, to say the least. We're surrounded by woods outside of our yard and whatnot. So had some raccoon issues with the chickens. So I set out a live trap. Mm -hmm. I thought I'll, I'll try to catch some of these things and and get them out of here. So uh, Saturday Saturday evening, um, after the Chiefs played after the the football games are over we're getting ready for bed and we always let the dogs out for 15 or 20 minutes before bed right in stand backyard um got two big labs and one little one little lap dog harley he's a about a five pound maltese uh -huh. so we let him out and um you know i don't know if it was the kids or the wife or whoever um let the dogs back in well, the big dogs came in, and apparently Harley did not. So we're actually getting, like, ready for bed, ready to lay down. And mm -hmm. we realize, hey, where's Harley? <laughs> I don't know. So we're yelling out the back door, out the front door, make sure he's not closed up in the garage somehow or locked in a bath bedroom or bathroom. Right. Nowhere to be found. Well, when's the last time anyone saw it? Not really sure. Probably when we let the other dogs out. Right. So I got to thinking, and I said, uh, hey, you don't think he's possibly in that live trap that I set for the raccoons, do you? And sure enough, I shined the flashlight back. You know, I had the, the trap set outside of the fence, 
uh, near the edge of the woods. And sure enough, there's a little five-pound Harley <laughs> barking his head off inside the live trap. I guess the the smell of wet cat food was just too much for him. Uh, so, yeah, he found the live trap, found the uh, wet great. cat food, and to be honest, KB, I, 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 he could have been out there since the minute we left him out. I, it, it may have been 30 minutes. Um, luckily, he still had his Christmas sweater on. So he wasn't... He wasn't too cold. But his Christmas sweater. Yeah. Yeah. We're like we're we're like those people that don't take their Christmas lights off the house until yeah. two months later. It's the same with Harley. We don't take his Christmas sweater off. <clears throat> oh man. If you ever get bored with the Missouri Department of Conservation, I think you got a great uh, great career in stand up. Yeah. Oh man, that was great. Poor Harley was out there enduring the elements yeah. and caught up in the live trap. Well, at least you know it works. Yes, it does work. Um he had a good feast of wet cat food, which didn't turn out well for his stomach, but nonetheless he enjoyed his fifteen minutes outside. Oh man. We love those animals. We oh sure man. Do. Yeah. And they provide they provide entertainment on so many different levels. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, we we didn't ask Tyler to come in and, and uh, regale us with the tales of his dog, uh, but uh, we did ask him to uh, come in and follow up on an email that he sent me, and that is uh, these uh, these classes, the Missouri Master Naturalists. Uh, it says here through the sponsorship of the University of Missouri and the Missouri Department of Conservation, invite participants ages 18 and older to join the Missouri Master Naturalists for spring training sessions in Camden County. Now, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. So um, Missouri Master Naturalists is obviously a statewide program, according to the name itself. But um, here locally in the lake area in Camdenton, uh, we've got a great Master Naturalist um, program. Uh, the folks that kind of lead and head up the the volunteer program for the Master Naturalists that kind of set up all the teachings and trainings um, and that coordinate everything, they're just a great group of folks, and they really put their time and effort into the program to make it succeed. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a training session coming up, or a, a, it's actually a block of training um, that you can sign up for. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts in February. They're going to have an orientation so we've got our office down by Bridal Cave um, in Camdenton. It's at 783 Thunder Mountain Road. They're going to have an orientation session, uh, and that is on January 31st from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, so that will kind of give you an idea of what the program is, what to expect. Um, you kind of get your foot in the door, see if it's something that you're interested or not. Um, if so, you can sign up for the program. It is a a 13-week course. Um, each week we'll discuss a different topic. Um, it's three hours from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. every Tuesday once the once the training starts. You don't have to go to all of them. Um, if you want to just pick and choose ones that you can go to, um, you're, you're more than welcome to do that. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's 13 weeks, runs from February through May. Uh, there is a registration fee. I think it's around 100 bucks. Uh, for 13 weeks. So 13 weeks, three hours a week, you're looking at almost 40 hours of, of natural resource related training that you're going to receive. Yeah. Um, and I've got a list of the topics that, that they're going to discuss. I was just going to say, uh, I, I think week. this would be great for somebody who is new to the area. That new to know. the area or 
Um, I think uh, a lot of the folks that this program draws is new to the area, but older in life. So uh, some of the retiree folks that are looking for ways to get involved in the community or maybe help out, um, whether it's in their neighborhood or in their homeowners association, maybe set up a a flower garden, a a native flower garden, or do something for um, insects and butterfly species, things like that. Uh, so it's a good way to get involved in and and learn some of the hands-on stuff that would enable you to do those things. Give us a rundown of those uh, those topics. Sorry. Yeah. So again, thirteen weeks, um, thirteen different topics. Uh, the first one is the role of naturalists. So it kind of explains the program, what uh, what you're getting into, and what you're going to be uh, able to maybe accomplish through some of these trainings. Um, then you go through ecological concepts, which kind of gives you the base work of um, just what it says, ecology, um, how the how the birds and the bees and the animals and the flowers and the trees, the soil, uh, the water, how all those things tie in together and how um, how managing one or, or more of those can work to benefit others. Mm-hmm. Um, then you go to soils and geology. That's a good one. I love, for whatever weird reason, um, I one of my classes or actually a couple of classes in college were soil uh related soil and water conservation and soils in general and they were some of my favorite classes and it's amazing the the power of soil and water well i i, I think it gives people a good introduction <clears throat> to you know what it's going to take if you want to maybe have a garden if you're talking about a flower garden or a vegetable garden something yeah. like that because for people who just moved here when you go to put that uh, spade in the ground for the first time, it's going to be a little interesting, especially if you're from some place where they don't have uh, a huge makeup of rocks and clay. Yeah. yeah, if you're moving from Kansas over to the Missouri Ozarks, you're going to have a rude awakening when it comes to uh, planting that vegetable garden. It, it takes a little more work. That that shovel's not going to just go down the first time. Well, and, and especially if you have any posts, <laughs> you know, when you get the post hole digger out. <clears throat> You're going to find out that uh, maybe you were going to put up like a dog pen or something or a chicken coop, yep. whatever. Uh, it's going to take you a little longer than originally anticipated, and you might want to call a friend. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's um, part of that soil and geology course um, is going to deal with that how to how to manage that the soils, um, what to expect in this area, um, you know, based on uh, different pHs and and acidity levels and things like that, what you might need to do to mm-hmm. enhance your ability to grow native flowers or to grow a vegetable garden, things like that. Um, then you go into forest ecology. It's going to be uh, being able to manage uh, for uh, different types of tree species, maybe getting rid of some invasive species and um, kind of promoting the use of native species. Um also, one of the courses you go through wildlife management is one week, uh, aquatic ecology. Um, then you go into grasslands and prairies, birds, insects, and mammals, uh, Missouri wildflowers and native plants, and lastly, caves and karsts, which obviously, if you are familiar with Missouri, you know, we are the cave state. Yes, we are. Um, so that's kind of going to wrap up the 13-week course. What's it? Karsts. 
Karst is a good question, KB. Um, it's related to, I think it's just the overall geology of the area. Mm-hmm. So uh, Karst geology, let's see what Dr. Google says here. Um, but it's... I think I, it's also be honest, I don't know what the actual definition is. Well, I, I think it's also interesting to know, and, and a lot of people kind of go, really? When you tell them that Missouri is the cave state. Yeah. But, I mean, look at all of, well, look at Bridal Cave, look at Jacob's Cave, look at uh, some of the other places that exist in the area. Uh, you've got Merrimack Caverns. You've got all kinds of places around here. And uh, I, I just don't think that a lot of people realize and understand the network of caves. And, and, and certainly, I know over at Bridal Cave, they opened up an area and uh, you know started showing it and then found out there was a lot more to it and then expanded Bridal Cave considerably. Yeah. And they found that underground lake and everything. Yeah, there. it's a neat tour. Yeah. Um, so, just according to Dr. Google here, uh, karst is a type of landscape uh-huh. where the dissolving of the bedrock has created sinkholes, Road and Sunrise Beach, right. most recent. Right. Um, sinking streams, caves, springs, and other characteristic features. So it's, I think karst is probably an overall area of of where caves are created. It's kind of what it sounds like to me. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things to uh, incorporate in this class and a lot of things. I say, you know, for people who are new to the area, you want to learn about some of the native species, uh, the birds, the insects, and the mammals, because I think when I first moved down here, I didn't realize the size of a lot of the insects. They're much bigger down here. The spiders, much bigger. Uh, the the flies, not so much. But, uh, well, you get the horse flies down here. And you get some of those wasps. Yeah. And when you go to, to uh, swing a fly swatter at them to, to do, a, you know, it just, it it might give them a little bit of a sting. And, and all it's going to do is make them mad. Yeah, if you're not careful, they'll take it away from you. I was you. just going to say that's, yeah, I've, I've actually had that happen. Use it against you. Yeah. And we talked to, to uh, Greg Stoner earlier, who works for Ameren. And uh, their environmental compliance specialist. And, you know, that's kind of what he gets into. And so I know that uh, we were talking with Greg about some of the unique species and different things that you can find in the lake. And this will kind of really uh, drive that point home with aquatic ecology and how that, uh, you know. And, and then, interestingly <clears throat> enough, we've got Donna Swall coming up next hour with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. And uh, their big thing is, of course, uh, retaining soil, trying to keep it out of the lake. Yep. We talk about not putting leaves in the lake because of uh, what it can do. And then uh, I guess maybe even that uh, that that smell you get out of the lake once in a while. Yeah, that real sulfury yeah. type smell. Yeah, I think, um, I, don't quote me on this, but I would assume Greg Stoner is probably involved in the Master Naturalist program. He's a transplant from us. Right. You know, he spent... Um, I want to say it was probably 25 or 30 years yeah. as the fisheries biologist on Lake of the Ozarks yeah. for the, the Department of Conservation. So he's very well-versed, and, and he knows his stuff. Well, he was talking about various areas that they would go to uh, to check the fish population and uh, to, to kind of make sure everything was in check. And I guess they release fish into the lake every year, Yeah, a certain amount of fish. Yeah. Um, some of the more... Uh, some of the species that are a little harder to grow and and take longer to grow to um, adulthood naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll try to stock some of those fish, whether it's paddlefish, walleye, um, things like that, that, that 
probably don't reproduce as much like crappie and bass and bluegill and things like that. Um, we'll take time to grow those other species in our hatcheries um, to be able to release into big impoundments for uh, to help increase the sport fishery. And you talk about invasive species. One of the things that I know that they're extremely concerned about <clears throat> is any type of invasive aquatic life that ends up in the lake. We talked about zebra mussels, which for whatever reason haven't been a huge issue yeah. as of late. Yeah. Um, it's been years since I've even even heard a report of zebra mussels at Lake of the Ozarks. When I first started uh, almost 12 years ago now, um, they were, I mean, we had a population of zebra mussels. Mm -hmm. Greg worked on that with, with some other department folks. And for whatever reason, um, it just didn't seem, the, the zebra mussels didn't seem to take off in the lake, which is excellent. Yeah. You know, we don't want them. They're going to absolutely smother out any um, native mussels or, or things like that. Um, so it's a great thing that they didn't take off. I think Greg and I discussed it at one point, and uh, one of the theories was that maybe they can't survive the the winter in Lake of the Ozarks. Um, January and February specifically, the lake's known to, to completely freeze over mm -hmm. if it gets cold enough. It's been several years since that's happened, but um, I just don't think the zebra mussels can, can survive that type of cold, which is good for us. Anything to get rid of those little suckers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can talk about, uh, on the other side of the break, with Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation, uh, talk about some other invasive species that maybe you're aware of at this point now. Uh, certainly there are, and, and you know, there are things that we see in the lake that we don't understand that are actually good for the lake, and it, it, it lends itself to the fact that the water quality is relatively decent, and there are some other things that uh, aren't so good when you see them. But we'll uh, talk about that. If you have any uh, questions for Tyler Brown, feel free to give us a call on the other side of the break, 573-633-5395, the Key Radio Community Hotline. As I mentioned, Donna Swall will join us from the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. We'll talk about some of the things that they've got planned for 2023. And those folks uh, doing a good job of keeping an eye on the lake. And that, that's essentially what this is all about, folks. Whatever you can learn and however you can help further that knowledge and pass it on is going to help future generations and uh, definitely to help folks uh, enjoy the lake. It is 8.30. We've got our media partner standing by, Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider with Lake TV, and you. We thank you for joining us on The Daily Show on Key Radio. Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 24th. A shooting in Osage Beach over the weekend left one person dead and another injured. Police officers were dispatched to Sunset Drive on Friday night. Officers found one subject in a grassy area with gunshot wounds. 20-year-old Micah Amon of Columbia was treated at the scene, but he was pronounced deceased at Lake Regional Hospital. 19-year-old Devin Atkinson of Osage Beach sustained two gunshot wounds to the body and was hospitalized. Osage Beach police told Lake Expo they don't currently have a suspect. Well, more winter weather may be on the way to Lake of the Ozarks, with meteorologists predicting between 2 and 4 inches of snow tonight into Wednesday. According to the National Weather Service, the snowfall could be heavy tonight, with roads impacted for the Wednesday morning commute. 
and a concrete truck overturned on a roundabout in Lake Ozark yesterday afternoon. According to the business owner, the top-heavy concrete truck was coming back from a job site when it overturned. No one was injured in the crash, and the truck was towed later on Monday. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The following Key Radio event is absolutely free. Join 89.3 The Key for the Key Radio After Hours on Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall on South Business 5. This fun night will include a chili cook-off, a chance to meet some of the people that you hear on Key Radio, like Camden County Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, Professor Jim Paisley, Bradley Berg from Encompass Purpose, and more. We'll even have a giveaway. This is your chance to find out more about the Lakes Community Radio Station. So, mark it on your calendar. Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall for Key Radio's After Hours. For more information, contact Bill Mundhausen at 573-280-0532. Everyone is invited to attend, so we'll see you there at Key Radio's After Hours with the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Got some college hoops coming your way tonight. Mizzou busy on the road at Ole Miss, an SEC game. The Tigers have been having a great season so far, 14-5. and five. They have slowed down just a bit the last couple of weeks as they've gotten into SEC play, but still doing really well. Again, they're on the road to play Ole Miss tonight. MSU Bears are 10-10. and 10. They're at home against Illinois-Chicago tonight. Of course, we're down to the Final Four in the NFL playoffs. The AFC and NFC Championship games go this Sunday. In the AFC, it's the Chiefs for the fifth straight year. At home against Cincinnati, the Bengals beat the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl last year. The the early line has Kansas City a slim one-point favorite, and uh, we'll find out how well uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing with that injured ankle on Sunday. That's the late game Sunday, 5.30 kickoff. The NFC Championship will go first, a 2 o'clock kickoff. That's the Eagles and Niners. Philly, a slight favorite to win at home over San Francisco in that game. High school basketball this week. We got another big game for you on Lake TV tomorrow night. Osage at Eldon. That's a part of the big Eldon basketball tournament this week. Tomorrow night on Lake TV, it is Osage at Eldon with a 6.30 tip-off. A little earlier than usual. COMC pregame show will go about 10 minutes before tip-off. That's tomorrow night on Lake TV. Eldon home to Osage. St. Louis Blues busy tonight at home against the Sabres. Blues have been up and down of late. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show featuring Versailles coach this week. So join us and learn all about what's going on with Versailles. The Tigers having a really good season under first-year coach Josh Walters. You can see that every day this week at 10.02, and 6.02 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. 
Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. This is Bill Munhausen for the What Makes Sense show on Key Radio. It's a biblical perspective without the pat answers that infect some of Christian talk. We're about solutions to most of life's issues, less theory, more answers, confront what is evil and champion what is good, extend grace to those who are still seeking. I investigate answers in politics, social issues, church, and more. It's what makes sense. In the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, Check the schedule at keyradio.live. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. The 5,000-year leap was one author's attempt to summarize the principles that allow mankind to enjoy liberty. These principles enabled Americans to enjoy more progress than anything experienced in the preceding 5,000 years. I'll use principle number one as an example. The only basis for sound government is natural law. Cicero wrote a century before Jesus that true law is right reason in agreement with nature. I like to think of natural law as the normally expected consequences of an action. For example, stealing is undesirable because it damages trust and commerce between people. The principles of liberty defy political correctness, so they quickly become controversial. One of those principles states that the government of a free people cannot be contained without true religion. Religious beliefs are a unifying factor in a nation that honors its beliefs, not so in one that forces faith out of the public arena. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. Right back here at 838, thank you so much. And, of course, we're talking with Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation, their Master Naturalists program. Wanted to update you on the weather forecast because now everybody is uh, preparing for uh, Snowmageddon 2023, if that's uh, what you want to call it. Uh, One to three, three to five, possibly six inches, depending where you are around the lake. That uh, is what they're talking at this point. We'll start out uh, today with a mix of clouds and sun. And then uh, cloudy, periods of light rain this afternoon, 46 the high. Watching this potential winter storm, cloudy with rain and snow this evening, becoming all snow overnight, and a low right there at the freezing mark. Now, for Osage Beach, they're saying 1 to 3 inches. And when we read the uh, winter weather advisory, they said 3 to 5, possibly 6, depending on where you're at. You uh, will sometimes encounter that lake effect snow. 37 with snow showers uh, in the morning tomorrow. Overnight low of 22. Morning clouds, then sunshine on Thursday, a high of 33. Partly cloudy and 48 on Friday. Showers in the afternoon, evening, and 51 on Saturday. 
And then some uh, morning snow showers possible on Sunday with a high of only 29 degrees. And then next week it looks like we're going to uh, pretty much gravitate around uh, maybe low to mid-30s, possibly some upper 20s in there as well, but uh, nothing to concern yourselves with. Just typical Missouri weather. And as they say, if you don't like it, just wait a bit and uh, you should be in pretty good shape. Right now we're looking uh, pretty much uh, steady temperatures in the upper 20s, depending on where you're at. Uh, 29 in Osage Beach, 30 degrees now in Camberton. And uh, we're talking with Tyler about this uh, Master Naturalist class. Again, that kicks off on the 31st, the end of this month, which uh, January 31st, I believe. Looking at the calendar, that's a Tuesday. One week from today. One week from today. So, And if people want to get involved in these classes, Tyler, uh, you said there was a fee of $110. But, you, man, you get <clears throat> a lot of bang for your buck, and it yeah. takes the, uh, what, it's like uh, 13 weeks? Yeah, February through May, once a week. Yeah. Um, three hours a, um, each week, so it's 6 to 9 p.m. every Tuesday, February through May. So uh, this January 31st is uh, 6 to 8. It's just an orientation, so you can come, mm-hmm. kind of see if you, uh, you're interested, see if it's what you were thinking it might be, and then go from there. It's uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation office over off of Thunder Mountain Road? Yes. So that's where the orientation will be. It's on your way to Bridal Cave. Yeah, it's right before you get to Bridal Cave, 783 Thunder Mountain Road. Um, Again, 6 to 8 next Tuesday. Um, I think, I believe you can register there. Um, You should be able to register on our website, www dot mdc dot mo dot gov. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also call our Camdenton office. Um, talk to Terry or Bill there. That number is five seven three three four six two two one zero. Um, and lastly, you can contact the University of Missouri Extension to mm-hmm. get registered. Yeah, because it's in partnership with them. Now, where are they lo- are, are they where are they located around here now? That's a good question. Yeah, very Be- good question. <clears throat> because the building they had is now being used by uh, Camden County. They're using it for uh, the assessor's office and the collector's office. Yeah. Because that's where I had to go in to pay my personal property tax. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, I'd have to look that up because I don't know where they're at now. Well, we'll uh, we'll put a beat on that. But uh, good morning, Steve, Greg, and Don Jr., along with uh, all of you that are joining us uh, this morning, wherever you may be, whatever you may be doing. Tell your friends and neighbors about this class because uh, it is very informative, and it will help you learn a little bit more about the area. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to print this information off and uh, keep it handy in the event someone would like to uh, have some more information Easy to do, and all you have to do is just to talk to these folks with the Missouri Department of uh, Confer- uh, Conservation, Conversation, Conservation, yeah. and uh, the Missouri uh, Match- Master Naturalists uh, course that's going on. And uh, you can find this in other MDC media releases in their MDC online newsroom, which talks a lot about the various uh, programs <laughs> that they've got coming up. This is a good time, now that we've got a little downtime before things pick up again, Tyler, to uh, uh, to kind of get some uh, basic knowledge and a uh, basic understanding of the area that you live in. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's a great time. Like you said, not a whole lot of major seasons going on. It's kind of kind of in the winter months, so probably not spending a lot of time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can still absolutely go out and, and take a hike on a nice day or go fishing, something like that. But, yeah, this is a great time to do a little research on the history of the area, 
um, kind of familiarize yourself with what type of uh, geography we've got and what type of outdoor opportunities exist here around the lake. I know that as we, uh, I just clicked on the link to uh, the press releases, and there are events in other parts of the state as well. So if you're familiar with what's going on here at the lake or as familiar as you'd like to be, uh, they've got an event coming up on the 28th in Kansas City, one in uh, Jackson, uh, Farmington, Perryville, that uh, talks about uh, the trout harvest. Uh, let's see, a, uh, an event on February the 4th in Barton County discussing short-eared owls. There's something new that you learn about. And then, of course, uh, trout season's coming up here. Very soon. March 1st. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. yeah, our our website is just a wealth of knowledge. Um, you know, we obviously like to talk about things happening here at the lake, but uh, we also have a lot of transplants. Um, so it, there are events all across the state. Um, I would imagine every week or every weekend you can find an event to go to anywhere in the state. Yeah. Um, so it, at least Eagle one. days. And, yeah. At least one, yeah. if not multiple. So, uh, if you're willing to travel a couple hours and want to try something new, visit our website. It's chock full of information. Um, you can even sign up for those news releases and they'll email them directly to you. Um, whenever they come out, take so. a nice day trip and, uh, and go explore the state of Missouri and find out uh, about other types of uh, things going on, other types of wildlife, uh, trees, plant species, aquatic species, whatever it is that uh, you'd like to know about. And then when you go to these different places and you find a good place to eat, come back and tell the rest of us. That's right. Know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part about the trip. <laughs> you get to find a, a nice little restaurant, excuse me, to hang out at and enjoy. So, uh, you know, we were talking about invasive species in the lake. Uh, is there anything that's uh, prevalent that has been prevalent for the last couple of year, with, years within the last year? Anything that you're aware of? Well, um, as we talked about before the break, zebra mussels is a concern of ours. Right. Um, haven't really had, I haven't seen zebra mussels in the lake in a number of years. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure on reports within the last few years, but if there have been reports, um, I'm certain they've been very minimal. The biggest species of concern right now, probably, um, in all aquatics throughout the state, would be the, the big head carp. Yeah. Big head and silver carp, some people call them Asian carp. Um, they're extremely invasive. They reproduce um, like rabbits. insanely, yeah. insanely maybe, fast. Maybe more so than rabbits. Yeah. Um, there's They don't have any natural predators, so they, they don't get eaten. Mm. Um they grow so quickly, they become so large that nothing can eat them. Um, you know, we don't have a predator fish big enough to eat these things. Um, they eat a lot of very small um, plankton and things like that that are suspended in the water column. So you can't, it's not that you can't catch them on a lure or on a bait because it can happen, but it's not likely. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not a, a, a predator species like a bass that are going to attack uh, like a live or a, uh, a shad-type lure or mm -hmm. something like that. Right. So uh, catching them by pole and line is, is pretty difficult. So um, that limits us with basically uh, bow fishing to be able to control them. Bow fishing's a popular sport, but not something that a lot of people do. Um, you're much more likely, I'm much more likely to pick up a fishing pole in a tackle box and go down to the bank or go down to the dock and start fishing for crappie. Mm-hmm. As opposed to owning a boat that's set up with a platform for bow fishing and lights and a generator and bow and arrow, you know, with the reels on your bow. Um, 
it's just not as popular of a sport. The guys who do it love it, mm-hmm. uh, but not everybody's capable of doing it. So that's really one of the only ways that we can effectively kill or or manage this species. Um, we have had some efforts, I think, around St. Louis somewhere, don't quote me on that, um, where we partnered with another agency to try and um, use a SANE net or something similar to, to clear out a lake, um, obviously much smaller lake than Lake of the Ozarks. Um, I think that was pretty effective. I think we had a project recently either on the Missouri or Mississippi. I want to say the Missouri, but um, – where we kind of did the same thing, ran some nets on um, a tributary of the Missouri, where mm-hmm. kind of where they, uh, the confluence is. Um, so actually had that shut down to boat traffic for a, a few days, I want to say. I'm not intimately familiar with the project, so I don't have all the details, but <clears throat> it is something that we're very concerned about, and um, we're trying to be proactive on trying to, to get this species in check. You're not allowed to use silver carp or big head carp as live bait, um, so you cannot have them live, transporting them live. They've, you know, they've they need to be killed as soon as, as soon as possible. Um, if you do end up hooking one or shooting one, we don't want them thrown back in the water. Mm-hmm. I think it's always interesting because you see these things jump out of the water and hit boaters in the yeah. in the head yeah. if they're in like a a smaller boat where these things can actually uh, get a little elevation. I mean, we've seen that plenty of times where they end up landing in the boat. And, yeah. and, I, and I think to your point, um, I was watching a program where they were running like a, a net that had a little current going through it. Yep. And uh, I don't necessarily think it kills the fish. It stuns them long enough for them to come in and scoop up as many as they can, and then they remove them. And, and, and I guess, you know, it, it, it's a carp, so it's probably a relatively dis- decent fish to eat. Yeah, the so there's a lot of uh, folks that would consider them a trash fish Yeah, um, is what they would call them. Maybe you make uh, dog food or something out of them. Yeah, so sort of there is a, I think there is a market where they're trying to utilize it in, in some uh, animal food production or fertilizer production. It's it's one of those things that it, it's kind of a, in the eye of the public, it doesn't seem like a fish that folks want to eat. But mm. I have heard of guys actually keeping them and cleaning them and cooking them, and they say they're actually pretty decent. Yeah. So if we could just maybe try and teach folks that there is a way to actually eat this fish, um, that might help out also. Well, you know, I, I never thought that sturgeon were any good. And uh Sample a little of that. Yeah. And they're not a bad fish. Yeah. Didn't taste I think that. it's, it's, all, I think how it's all how you prepare it, and uh, a lot of it's a mind game, I think. You know, if, you get, if you're a little heavy-handed with the garlic powder, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to uh, deter that, that flavor just a little bit. So um, we are talking with Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation. If you've got a question for him, feel free to give us a call this morning on the Key Radio Community Hotline, 573-633-5395. If you have any questions about what goes on in the area, are we seeing now, and and somebody told me that they think the armadillo population is going down around here. I don't know. Honestly, it's not I I normally judge it by what I see on the side of the road. Absolutely, yeah. Um, It's not a species that we try to to keep tabs on, per se, as far as... Um, you know, they're, they're non-native species. 
Um, I don't know if we'll ever get rid of them. It's kind of one of those deals you, you learn to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I haven't seen a decrease, but maybe, maybe. I haven't seen quite as many of them on the side of the road. So I thought, yeah. And somebody said, well, that's because the, the population is, is dwindling here in the state of Missouri. And I would think that, you know, there would have to be a reason for something like that. And I would say one of the reasons is uh, people don't want them in their yards, you know, digging up all the plants. And, yeah. And yeah. If, uh, if homeowners or landowners are, are maybe taking exception to the fact of uh, digging all the holes. And then, they do. Yeah. They, yeah. The population may be declining in that case. <laughs> yeah. One thing, it's always interesting uh, with armadillos, when we go from a cold spell and a snowy spell like we're going to have here in the next couple of days. Right. And then jump into Saturday where it's going to be 50-something. Um, you'll see the armadillos will hole up in the snow and ice and, and cold conditions. They'll they'll go into their burrows. They'll hole up. But as soon as that sunshine comes out and it warms up, man, they are out in the fields sure. everywhere. And they are digging. I mean, you could go, you could drive 10 miles and see 20 armadillos out in these fields uh, out in the country. Because they're out hungry. Yeah, <laughs> the, absolutely. The ground's thawed out. They've been in the hole for a couple of days. So, saw my um, first armadillo down in Texas. I wish it would have stayed there. Yeah, me too. And, and it probably has relatives up here somewhere. But <clears throat> I remember pulling off the side of the interstate and chasing this thing through a field because I had never seen one up close. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I saw one up close here. I had uh, three dogs with me. <laughs> Fortunately for us, they're not the most intelligent species no, so not really. they're um they're fairly easy to a little slow to trap fairly easy to uh eliminate so thankfully they're not highly intelligent and and again i've heard of people that eat these things yeah i don't i, I wouldn't no thanks I, see, i'll try a lot of stuff but the uh um you go down south they eat everything. Yeah. They eat everything they that moves. <laughs> uh, is it leprosy? I think it's that's, leprosy. That's leprosy, yeah. That they yeah. can carry. I don't, I don't. I just don't know if you can cook that out of something. I was watching a cooking show, and I forgot who the chef was, but they invited the chef onto the, the property down there. And uh, good morning, Brian, and you're absolutely right. God is great. Um, uh they had fixed armadillo, and what I guess they had done is they had taken this thing and basically stretched it out and put it on the grill flat like you would put maybe a hog on yeah. a smoker. And, uh, yeah, these people were bellying up to the, the barbecue and, and having their fair share of armadillo. But then they had squirrel and they had raccoon and they had possum. And I wonder, was it like a Travel Channel show? I think it, so. Uh, Could have been. Andrew Zimmerman? He did that yeah. bizarre oh, foods. Bizarre foods. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Man, That's he exactly was strange, what it was. strange guy. Well, then he goes over. And he was here in, at the lake, I think. Yeah. I think he did an episode, um, maybe some You're right. type of fishing, and then went down south in the Ozarks and did squirrel hunting well, or coon hunting or something. It was it was interesting. He, he goes over to Asia. It's amazing what those people eat. Yeah. And they eat it on a regular basis. I mean, you know, the eyes, the ears, the brains, the head. I'll, I'll take a pass. Yeah. <laughs> Different strokes for different yeah, folks, you yeah, know. Yeah, just not for me. There's things over here that we eat that probably make their stomach turn. That's like, true. Like, you know, a like, Big Mac. 
Well, yeah, fast food. <laughs> yeah, lots of fast food. Yep. 8.55 is our time. So uh, we're getting ready for the season. Uh, I, I don't know that we got to talk about this a whole lot the last time you were here, but are there any new rules or regulations people need to be aware of as far as uh, what they uh, will be looking at in 2023 with the Missouri Department of Conservation? Yeah, so as far as um, the the more immediate seasons coming up, no, no changes, um, at least no major changes for – uh, fishing regulations uh, coming up. No major changes for turkey season that I can recall. There are going to be some changes um, next fall for deer season. It's not so much changes in the rules, but mm-hmm. changes in um, seasons that are open. So um, we're going to have an er- an early doe season or o- early antlerless season. That'll happen in October. Right. Um, then we'll have the the regular portion of deer season. Um, and then we'll have um, Camden County is in a in a CWD management zone, chronic wasting disease management zone. And since Camden County is in that management zone, we will be open for what's going to be called a CWD season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's another five or seven days or something like that um, that we're going to have an open season in Camden County for any permits that you still have available. Um, so... Not really any changes in the regulations of how you can kill things or what you can kill, um, but there are going to be some additional opportunities to harvest animals, and there's going to be an increase in some permit availability, um, so you can kill a few more animals. Um, well, it in, seems to at least me locally. Uh, that I've heard recently uh, various cities here locally talking about incorporating some sort of a uh, a deer hunting kind of a season, whether it, and I would imagine it's more than likely like bow hunting, yeah, uh, where the deer populations are kind of getting out of control in some of these cities, and rather than people taking matters into their own hands or using their vehicles, yeah, as we so often do, to try and control the population accidentally, um, are, are any of these cities kind of getting on board with this uh, this way of doing things and allowing hunters an opportunity to come in and and uh, do a little bow hunting? Yeah. So here locally, the Village of Four Seasons um, is kind of at the forefront of that issue. Right. Um, you know, the village itself has their own um, HOA, POA type situation. They've got a lot of common ground. Um, it's it's developed obviously on HH at the we're talking the end of HH once yeah. it turns into four season it's not in Camden County anymore it's the the village of four seasons um obviously it's developed but there are large tracts of land out there um and a lot of wooded areas so they've been uh for as long as I can remember probably before I was even here mm-hmm. they've been allowing archery hunting out there um it's in conjunction with our regular rules you know, regular archery season that the department sets. Um, and then they go a step further and, and have folks register uh, to be able to hunt on POA ground throughout the archery season. Mm-hmm. Um, got some different kind of ordinances that they need to follow as far as registering and vehicles and things like that. But, right. yeah, they've been allowing it out there for a long time. Uh, Osage Beach allows archery hunting within the city limits. Same type of thing. It's during regular season. You have to register through City Hall, um, provide some information. You get um, assigned or um, there's some landowners who want you to hunt on their property, or you can approach the city, I believe, and as long as the property meets certain aspects or certain specifications, um, you're allowed to hunt on that property if the landowner gives you permission. Okay. So either 
the city assigns you a property if there's someone who wants some deer killed, or you can talk to a guy and say, hey, I know you've got five acres. Can I hunt there? And as long as it meets those specifications, you can hunt in Osage Beach city limits. Very good. Camdenton does the same thing or something very similar as far as hunting in the city limits. So. Before you take it upon yourself to do it, talk to the city and, yes. and get talk all the specifications the, and criteria. Yep, yeah, talk to the local municipality first. Very good. Tyler Brown, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, great to see you as always. Absolutely. Keep an eye on Harley for us, will you? Will do. Yep. <laughs> yep. We'll make sure that trap doesn't get sprung again. We are going to take our top of the hour break with the little uh, help from our uh, little help from our media partner. Stacy Johnson is with LakeExpo.com and a check of local news coming up. Also a check of sports. Chris Schneider with the Lake TV. Then Donna Swall will join us in the nine o'clock hour at about nine ten to talk about what's uh, coming up in twenty twenty three with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. It's all here on the Daily Show on Key Radio. You're listening to Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 KEYK, Stage Beach, Missouri. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 24th. A shooting in Osage Beach over the weekend left one person dead and another injured. Police officers were dispatched to Sunset Drive on Friday night. Officers found one subject in a grassy area with gunshot wounds. 20-year-old Micah Amon of Columbia was treated at the scene, but he was pronounced deceased at Lake Regional Hospital. 19-year-old Devin Atkinson of Osage Beach sustained two gunshot wounds to the body and was hospitalized. Osage Beach police told Lake Expo they don't currently have a suspect. Well, more winter weather may be on the way to Lake of the Ozarks, with meteorologists predicting between 2 and 4 inches of snow tonight into Wednesday. According to the National Weather Service, the snowfall could be heavy tonight, with roads impacted for the Wednesday morning commute. And a concrete truck overturned on a roundabout in Lake Ozark yesterday afternoon. According to the business owner, the top-heavy concrete truck was coming back from a job site when it overturned. No one was injured in the crash, and the truck was towed later on Monday. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The following key radio event is absolutely free. Join 89.3 The Key for the Key Radio After Hours on Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall on South Business 5. This fun night will include a chili cook-off, a chance to meet some of the people that you hear on Key Radio, like Camden County Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, Professor Jim Paisley, Bradley Berg from Encompass Purpose, and more. We'll even have a giveaway. This is your chance to find out more about the Lakes Community Radio Station. So, mark it on your calendar. Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall for Key Radio's After Hours. For more information, contact Bill Mundhausen at 573-280-0532. Everyone is invited to attend, so we'll see you there at Key Radio's After Hours with the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. I'm Chris 
Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Got some college hoops coming your way tonight. Mizzou busy on the road at Ole Miss, an SEC game. The Tigers have been having a great season so far, 14-5. and five. They have slowed down just a bit the last couple of weeks as they've gotten into SEC play, but still doing really well. Again, they're on the road to play Ole Miss tonight. MSU Bears are 10-10. and 10. They're at home against Illinois-Chicago tonight. Of course, we're down to the Final Four in the NFL playoffs. The AFC and NFC Championship games go this Sunday. In the AFC, it's the Chiefs for the fifth straight year. At home against Cincinnati, the Bengals beat the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl last year. The early line has Kansas City a slim one-point favorite and uh, we'll find out how well uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing with that injured ankle on Sunday. That's the late game Sunday. 5.30 kickoff. The NFC Championship will go first. A 2 o'clock kickoff. That's the Eagles and Niners. Philly a slight favorite to win at home over San Francisco in that game. High school basketball this week. We got another big game for you on Lake TV tomorrow night. Osage at Eldon. That's a part of the big Eldon basketball tournament this week. Tomorrow night on Lake TV, it is Osage at Eldon with a 6.30 tip-off. A little earlier than usual. COMC pregame show will go about 10 minutes before tip-off. That's tomorrow night on Lake TV. Eldon home to Osage. St. Louis Blues busy tonight at home against the Sabres. Blues have been up and down of late. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows including the high school basketball coaches show featuring Versailles coach this week. So join us and learn all about what's going on with Versailles. The Tigers having a really good season under first year coach Josh Walters. You can see that every day this week at 10.02, and 6.02 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739. It's Eldon versus School of the Osage in basketball. The Lake Area Chamber of Commerce, along with the School of the Osage, are proud to partner together once again to host a Winter School of the Osage Community Night on Thursday, February 16, 2023. There will be back-to-back games all at the high school, Varsity Girls at 6 p.m. and Varsity Boys at 7.30 p.m. As part of the event, Lake Area Chamber members are invited to set up a tabletop booth to welcome the community and promote your business at the same time. Contact the Lake Area Chamber today to register your business. Phone 573-964-1008 or email info at lakeareachamber.com. 
Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. history, religion, entertainment, and much more on 89.3 The Key. And we're glad to have you back with us at 9.08 on this Tuesday edition of The Daily Show. Don't forget, tomorrow we'll have uh, an opportunity to hear from the modern-day Nostradamus. That's right. Now, you remember exactly what Professor Jim Paisley talked about last uh, Wednesday? Talked about Putin and this guy who he referred to as the chef. Well, lo and behold, the chef was somebody that uh, was being talked about in the news. And so, as is the case with Professor Jim Paisley, on the mark once again. And and what did he say? He said, well, you know, you're going to be hearing about this guy probably sometime within the next three to four weeks. And uh, essentially... The media beat him to the punch on the length of time, but still talking about this uh, this guy who uh, Jim referred to as the chef, who is uh, now apparently a major player militarily and, and uh, apparently has been for some time. So we'll have to uh, give Professor Paisley the old uh, chuck on the shoulder, the old pat on the back for, uh, for his uh, prediction yet again. On the uh, on the case, on the call, and uh, ready to go with uh, more interesting information. Now, speaking of Professor Paisley, he is going to be on the program tomorrow. And uh, one of the things he's going to be talking about in the 9 o'clock hour at 9.10, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Is this program now completely out of control? Drag queens performing for high school students, hockey players singled out for not wearing gay pride jerseys. Where does it stop? What are the people behind this movement really hoping to achieve? No one wants to challenge this for fear of being labeled a racist, homophobe, or white supremacist. It needs to be discussed. Tune in tomorrow, and we will do just that at 910 with the True History Professor, 
Professor Jim Paisley. And it's interesting that the good professor brings that to the table. And I don't know if that had anything to do with something else I heard yesterday. Uh, the man is definitely uh, ahead of his time. But uh, there was a group that apparently uh, had something to say or wanted something done about uh, Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman. And after discussing it, we're going to talk a little bit about it in about a half hour or so. They said, well, it, 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 it wasn't as serious as everyone thought. It was uh, more satire than anything else. But I think initially these people were dead serious about having her song, Natural Woman, uh, banned from things like Spotify and some of the other music uh, uh, resources that are available to people as far as listening to music or, or whatever you do. But we'll talk about that. And, and also something we're going to talk about is uh, is Tom Brady because, of course, the uh, Bucks uh, did not make it out of the wild card uh, playoffs. And, uh, again, there is concern as to what his uh, future may hold as far as uh, continuing to be a player in the NFL. And so someone asked him that question, as I'm sure a lot of people have done or have thought about. And his response was somewhat interesting. I guess Tom is, is, is just getting old and cranky and starting to get fed up with reporters asking him these questions. But... As is the case with so many of us that are NFL enthusiasts and have followed the career of Tom Brady, I think uh, maybe, just maybe, people want to know. People have uh, a desire to know what his uh, future holds. Let's take a, a quick look at the weather forecast, and we will bring on my next guest, Donna Swall, with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance, 32 in Osage Beach, 34 in Camdenton. And a winter weather advisory goes into effect at 9 o'clock tonight. will run until noon tomorrow. Looking for uh, clouds to move in uh, throughout the course of the day. Rain late. And then uh, high of 46. Uh, potential winter storm. Rain and snow this evening becoming all snow overnight. The low of 32. And that uh, certainly leads us to believe that uh, things may get a little dicey tomorrow. They're talking possibly 1 to 3 inches, 3 to 5 inches, maybe 6 inches, depending on where you're at before it is all said and done. And that's as deep as we will get into the forecast because I want to spend time talking to Miss Donna Swall about the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance and letting you know what they've got planned for 2023. Donna, great to have you on the program. Good morning. Well, good morning to you, KB. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And I must say that uh, uh, your administrative assistant, Samantha, does a uh, great job of, of weeding out anyone that could potentially be there just to annoy you. And uh, uh, I'm, glad that, uh, I'm glad that she was running interference for you yesterday and made sure that uh, it wasn't some strange or weird person that was trying to, uh, uh, to get your time. But that's an uh, that's all in how you look at it, uh, obviously, Donna. So we're ready for 2023. I feel, I feel, yeah. Go ahead. Yes, I feel very lucky. I feel very lucky. In 17 years, I've only had two situations, so that's pretty pretty good. <laughs> well, that's a good deal. Well, I am certainly glad to hear that. And uh, yeah. so what we wanted to do was bring you on this morning and talk a little bit about what you folks have planned for 2023, because I know, as is the case, you're always holding seminars and uh, offering people opportunities to uh, do what's necessary in order to keep the water quality in the Lake of the Ozarks in the best possible shape that we can. Absolutely. You know, we're going to have a very exciting year. 
uh, and it starts out in April, we're going to have uh, our shoreline cleanup, which we do from the 8-mile marker to the 10, in and out all of the coves. That's always a lot of fun. And then uh, on April 22nd, very important, if you want to volunteer, we sure could use some help. We're going to do a household uh, waste cleanup at Woods. We did it last year. It was extremely successful. It's going to be on a Saturday. We're going to just take anything, including tires. I think there might be a minimal charge for that. But we're partnered up with District T folks, and so that'll be uh, an all-day 8 to 4 on Saturday, April 22nd. And, again, if there's anyone out there that, you know, volunteers for an organization and they need to get their hours in or whatever, I would be happy to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, then what we're going to have in May, well, on the 2nd, we're going to have our native spring plant sale. Those are those plants with the real deep root systems. And after about three years, uh, they're Missouri natives, so there's very little maintenance. If it's, there's a drought, you don't need to worry about watering them. If there's too much rain, you don't need to worry about that. Uh, once you get them started... And, and the main thing about those plants, that not only are they beautiful, but those root systems will go down deep, deep, deep and hold that soil and keep the soil from entering the lake. And that's our biggest challenge at Lake of the Ozarks is to keep sediment out of the lake. So that spring plant sale is going to be uh, May 2nd, and they'll be able to go online 30 days ahead of time and order, etc. Right. So I will be sure to give you our a website for folks to, to uh, get that down. Then, uh, May 13th, we start our kayak roundups, mm-hmm. our free kayak meetups for the year. <clears throat> and that'll start May. It's always the second Saturday from 8.30 to noon. And uh, we have such a great time. And then it's the last kayak roundup is going to be in September, and we always have a potluck with that. So that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, then we're going to do our kayak uh, nine with darter. So that is going to be a fun run from Whistle Bridge, and folks will be able to get out at Riverbird, which is the old Casa uh, de Loco, or uh, at Haha Tonka Spring. And so online registration is up and running on our website. So if you want to get an early start, it's $35. Uh, part of that is donating to LOA to keep us keeping on, keeping mm-hmm. that lake healthy, sure. and you get, get a beautiful t-shirt, you'll get a beautiful t-shirt, and we'll pay your insurance, so you bring your own snacks, go at your own speed, and have a lot of fun, and then if you need a shuttle, why, we'll, we'll offer that, Riverbird's going to help us out with their van, and that's $15 for the, uh, the darter, On again, that's going to be July 15th, uh, <clears throat> always needing patrol boats for lake race, which, by the way, uh, Lake Race is going to be moved. I don't know if you're aware of that. Most folks probably are. They're going to move it back down to the seven-mile marker right. at uh, Cannon on the Lake. So, uh, Loa, is, we play a big part in the patrol and the safety, uh, lake safety. So, if you uh, have a boat and want a front-row seat, uh, give me a call, and we'll get you on our list. Um, and that is always the second, or it's actually the first, Saturday after Memorial Weekend. Right. So, uh, and I believe that June 5th this year, if I'm looking at it right, I'm not 100% sure, but I think I think that's it. Um, then we, of course, we do uh, Captain Ron's shootout as well in August. Always needing all kinds of volunteers for that. We work on cleaning the campus. We have what we call a bar to car 
and uh, which is driving people from Ron's up to their car Friday night, Saturday night, and then, of course, the patrol boats out on the water, which is uh, what I coordinate So, uh, for the organization. And that's, that's a big charity fundraiser for us to keep, keep us going. And uh, so, so far, that's kind of where we're at. And then we also have those two wonderful grants going. Uh, one is uh, 20% of the first $5,000. Uh, which is a $1,000 grant for those that qualify for landscaping in their yard or riprap. And then if you get your septic tank pumped and you send us the receipt, uh, we'll look at it and make sure the gallons, the number of gallons are on there and it meets our grant requirements and we'll send you a $50 check. Can't beat that action. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> Not at all. And then we're going to, uh, we also have other events that are going to be going on throughout the year that we'll be announcing as far as uh, different meetings. Uh, together, we're going to do a big barbecue for all of those water collectors out there. Hopefully, we'll have the results of the water collection, the 22-week study, in uh, February or March. And those will all be announced publicly when we get them. Uh, but I want all our water collectors that were so devoted to get out there every Wednesday last year and the year before, uh, we're going to have a barbecue for those folks. So uh, if you're listening, <laughs> you'll be getting an information about that. I always, um, I'm always really excited about the amount of events that uh, you folks put together each and every year, in addition to uh, keeping an eye on the water quality here at the Lake of the Ozarks. And if there's somebody listening that has never heard about the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance, Donna, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, I'll say welcome to Lake of the Ozarks. Nice. And it is possible, you know, after 17 years, uh, there are folks that have been here all this time that haven't heard about it. Mm -hmm. Our mission is to keep our healthy lake healthy, protect our economy, protect our asset, our investments. Uh, I'm a homeowner. Uh, I'm going to give away my age a little bit, but I, this is my 42nd year. But I bought my house when I was a kid. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, it really, it, it's so wonderful to talk to new people. I, we've learned if we can educate folks what the right thing is to do out there. Right. You know, don't go down to your dock and throw something in the water out of sight, out of mind. Try to keep the silt out of the lake. You know, that, that silt that goes in, the soil that goes in, takes a lot of things in from the bank, whether it be animal or oil or whatever might have been on the shoreline, and it becomes a suspended solid. And that solid, you know, is the table for bacteria to grow. So we'd love the opportunity to educate you. If you have any questions, give us a call. Uh, we work closely with DNR and EPA. Uh, they have a lot of confidence in, in our watershed because the grants that we've received over the years have been handled properly. They know we're doing a good job. They, they actually accept that we know what's best for us. And so they stay out of our backyard. Mm -hmm. So it's so important that we, we all listen and, and we do as best we can. And I would say 99% of the folks that understand about keeping the lake healthy, they're willing to do it. I mean, they're very much on board. It's just not having the knowledge to do so. And I can tell you, KB, over the years and the education, it's just like keeping leaves out of the lake. And yeah. why do we do that? Right. I mean, there's all kinds of things, you know, that we've got information about on our website. And, again, you can call myself or call Sammy uh, if you want to have a chat. 
and, and we'll be glad to help you. But please, don't hesitate to call. I think the nicest thing about it, KB, and, and the, one of the biggest things of information to get out, everything we do is voluntary. There's not one piece of the government involved. There's not. It's all what folks want to do to keep things going here at the lake and protect this economy. And it's, it's all if they wish to do so. So that's, I think, a very important thing and why LOA is still around and we've been so successful. Well, and, 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 and to your point, when you're talking about keeping the government out of things, the government is so invasive in our lives as it is. And sometimes it causes people to not do things just because they don't want to have to deal with the government. And I think one of the things that a lot of people that live here at the Lake of the Ozarks are concerned about is the future of the lake. And the water quality is so very important for future generations. And so we were talking last hour with uh, Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation about a master naturalist course that they're going to be offering. And you know, a part of that is learning about the lake, the aquatic species that we have in the lake, the water quality, the ecology, and things along those lines. And these are all things that you can learn about and then pass that information on to future generations, much like with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance and the fact that there are things available to people here at the lake that are interested in taking care of the water quality. Now, that's not to say every person at the lake uh, is is all about it, but I think as people live here and learn more about the importance of water quality, certainly to the future of this uh, great body of water that we have here called the Lake of the Ozarks, I think over time more and more people kind of come around. And, you know, you've seen the results of, you know, over a, a quarter century of work with the shoreline cleanup and how that has made a huge impact. And certainly, you know, the first few years were – uh, you know, very daunting because the amount of trash that was being pulled out of uh, the lake as well as all around the shoreline was was, was unbelievable. And uh, that starts to kind of knock off a little bit as you go back and do a little preventative maintenance each year uh, in the spring and in the fall. And it, it, it makes it a lot easier for these groups that go out all the time to go out and, you know, find some trash and pick it up, but you don't see quite as much and that is a concerted effort by groups and organizations and individuals who are all about keeping this lake clean and you know when we think about all the fun that we have and you mentioned power fest which is coming up june 1st through the 3rd you mentioned this event and you know people love to see the go fast boats but at the same time those go fast boats uh are on that beautiful body of water and uh, again it's an opportunity for us to enjoy what we have, but at the same time taking care of it so that it's around to have more of these types of events or something maybe a little bit more laid back, like just hopping in your kayak and and paddling around the lake in certain spots. So there's all different strokes for all different folks. And the thing about it is, is one of the main focuses for everyone, Donna, as you well know, and, and everyone with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance, that is taking care of this lake so that it's around again for future generations something else i wanted to ask you about um you have various groups that volunteer their time to go out around 
certain parts of the lake and check the water quality. Do you have the need for more volunteers to do that this year? Are you counting on some of the same groups from years past? But uh, talk a little bit about uh, that program because a friend of mine, Luke Hagedorn, was involved in that when he was working over there at uh, at the dog, dog days. And he had a group that would go out and uh, test the water quality in their area. Uh, I don't know if that group's still involved or what, but I know that there is a need for some of those folks to uh, to just kind of keep an eye on things. Right. And, boy, kudos to Luke. What a great group he had. I mean, you know, what's also, you know, a benefit of all of this is, Folks learn when we, you know, get water collectors out there and they're testing for phosphorus and chlorophyll A, just all the different things that we do to Pecky Disc for clarity. Just think of all the people that we educated and of all of the five groups that we had the last two years. Luke's group, he, get, he got a gang of guys together and gals out on that boat and educated them. It was just wonderful. So a big, big thank you to Luke. Um, we uh, This year we're going to be collecting at the dam and at the 42-mile marker, and we've got the folks uh, pretty well lined up for that. Uh, I will say that we could not function without the tremendous volunteers. For example, I think of a group right now for our shoreline cleanup. Coles is on board. The Coles employees are going to come and help us out in April, which is huge. And, you know, all of the people that volunteer and help us, uh, just like you said, you know, at the uh, Speed Fest, we have probably 60 people at minimum out there on the boats helping us out for the uh, safety for uh, Lake Race. And it's wonderful that the opportunity we have then to educate those people uh, that are out on the runabouts or cruisers helping us out about what Lake of the Ozarks is and what they can do. So, not only when you volunteer for us is a you know a feel good thing we think, but it's also an opportunity for us to educate those folks about what we can do to keep the lake healthy. Right. And you know our lake is not a table rock. It's not clear like table rock. We don't want it to be. We're we're the top fishing lake in the Midwest because we've just got the right amount of nutrients. But because of our dense population, and you know man's footprint. It's very important we keep that balance, and, and that's what we're all about is keeping the balance of the nutrients. Sure. Keep the fishing great, but don't let it tip because I don't know if, if folks knew, but back many years ago, a few years ago, uh, Table Rock turned green, <sighs> and the tourists went home for a couple of years. What would that do to our economy? So right. we're here to make sure that doesn't happen, and anybody that wants to support us, uh, we're cer- certainly welcome to take any help, whether it be a volunteer or a donation. You can We have a donate button on our uh, uh, website as well. So uh, we appreciate everybody that helps us out every year. Listen, before I let you go, uh, if you would, again, give out any and all contact information available. Where can people find you? Websites, phone numbers, uh, any place on social media? You bet. Uh, here's our website. It's www.com. L-O-Watershed.org, and it's just L-O-W-A-T-E-R-S-H-E-D.org. My phone number, 573-434-4400. Be glad to chat with anyone uh, or let us hear from you. Go to our website, you know, scroll around and look at all the things we do, and if you see a spot that you want to help us out, I will say very quickly, 
that we are in the middle of writing uh, an additional watershed plan. And LOA, in the beginning, when the watershed plans were being written, only three were accepted in the entire state. And our Caroline Tool, that's now, by the way, LOA's president, uh, wrote a successful plan and was accepted. And therefore, that's what helps us get our grants. Well, now we're going to extend our watershed grant area up the Gravoy and up Indian Creek. And then we previously were able to do grants from the 19-mile marker back to the dam. Well, now we're going to be able to go from the dam clear to the 42-mile marker. So there's a lot more folks that can get involved and uh, in these grants. So we're pretty excited about that. Well, I'm certainly glad that you took some time with us this morning to uh, let us know what's going on, obviously to give out all of the pertinent information if people would like to find out more about the organization or volunteer their time or help out. And as always, thank you for what you and uh, the entire Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance group does for our lake. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. And when you need something, give me a holler and we'll uh, get you in here. Thank you, KB. You're the best. (laughs) Thank you very much. That is Donna Swall with the Lake of the Ozarks Watershed Alliance. And again, some folks that are doing their part to keep our lake uh, sustainable and certainly looking to the future because that's what this uh, is really all about. We've got so much that depends on the lake and the great water quality that we have. I mean, we've talked to people on this particular program like Greg Stoner, like Tyler Brown, and of course, like Donna Swall, who, uh, you know, like to talk about things that we could be doing to preserve the quality and uh, look for certain things that are indicators as to whether or not we've got a good quality of water or maybe we, uh, we've we got some work to do. We've always got work to do, and we've always got uh, some things that we can do to prevent any issues or problems. Why not get involved? 932, how about uh, our final information slash sports break, courtesy of our great media partners, Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and Chris Schneider with Lake TV. Glad to have these folks on board. Glad to have you on board. And on the other side of this break, we'll have some time to kick a few things around. I've got some uh, topics, but if you've got something on your mind, again, feel free to give us a call. The Key Radio Community Hotline at 573-633-5395. I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, January 24th. A shooting in Osage Beach over the weekend left one person dead and another injured. Police officers were dispatched to Sunset Drive on Friday night. Officers found one subject in a grassy area with gunshot wounds. 20-year-old Micah Amon of Columbia was treated at the scene, but he was pronounced deceased at Lake Regional Hospital. 19-year-old Devin Atkinson of Osage Beach sustained two gunshot wounds to the body and was hospitalized. Osage Beach police told Lake Expo they don't currently have a suspect. Well, more winter weather may be on the way to Lake of the Ozarks, with meteorologists predicting between 2 and 4 inches of snow tonight into Wednesday. According to the National Weather Service, the snowfall could be heavy tonight, with roads impacted for the Wednesday morning commute. 
and a concrete truck overturned on a roundabout in Lake Ozark yesterday afternoon. According to the business owner, the top-heavy concrete truck was coming back from a job site when it overturned. No one was injured in the crash, and the truck was towed later on Monday. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at lakeexpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com. The following key radio event is absolutely free. Join 89.3 The Key for the Key Radio After Hours on Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall on South Business 5. This fun night will include a chili cook-off, a chance to meet some of the people that you hear on Key Radio, like Camden County Presiding Commissioner Ike Skelton, Professor Jim Paisley, Bradley Berg from Encompass Purpose, and more. We'll even have a giveaway. This is your chance to find out more about the Lakes Community Radio Station. So, mark it on your calendar. Thursday, January 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Hall for Key Radio's After Hours. For more information, contact Bill Mundhausen at 573-280-0532. Everyone is invited to attend, so we'll see you there at Key Radio's After Hours with the Lakes Community Radio Station, 89.3 The Key. with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Got some college hoops coming your way tonight. Mizzou busy on the road at Ole Miss, an SEC game. The Tigers have been having a great season so far, 14-5. and five. They have slowed down just a bit the last couple of weeks as they've gotten into SEC play, but still doing really well. Again, they're on the road to play Ole Miss tonight. MSU Bears are 10-10. and 10. They're at home against Illinois Chicago tonight. Of course, we're down to the Final Four in the NFL playoffs. The AFC and NFC Championship games go this Sunday. In the AFC, it's the Chiefs for the fifth straight year. At home against Cincinnati, the Bengals beat the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl last year. The early line has Kansas City a slim one-point favorite, and uh, we'll find out how well uh, Patrick Mahomes is doing with that injured ankle on Sunday. That's the late game Sunday, 5.30 kickoff. The NFC Championship will go first, a 2 o'clock kickoff. That's the Eagles and Niners. Philly, a slight favorite to win at home over San Francisco in that game. High school basketball this week. We got another big game for you on Lake TV tomorrow night. Osage at Eldon. That's a part of the big Eldon basketball tournament this week. Tomorrow night on Lake TV, it is Osage at Eldon with a 6.30 tip-off. A little earlier than usual. COMC pregame show will go about 10 minutes before tip-off. That's tomorrow night on Lake TV, Eldon Home. Home to Osage. St. Louis Blues busy tonight at home against the Sabres. Blues have been up and down of late. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, including the high school basketball coaches show featuring Versailles coach this week. So join us and learn all about what's going on with Versailles. The Tigers having a really good season under first-year coach Josh Walters. You can see that every day this week at 10.02, 2.02, and 6.02 on Lake TV. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. 
Jumpstart the new year and increase your customer base by getting in front of hundreds of potential clients at the annual Home, Business, and Lake Living Expo. The 2023 Expo is scheduled for February 17th and 18th at the Regalia Hotel and Conference Center. In just one weekend, you can showcase your products and services to full-time and secondary homeowners while also networking with fellow businesses. Booth space is filling up fast, so be sure to reserve your spot today. Visit CamdenTonChamber.com for full event details and to download your exhibitor application. This is Bill Munhausen for the What Makes Sense show on Key Radio. It's a biblical perspective without the pat answers that infect some of Christian talk. We're about solutions to most of life's issues, less theory, more answers, confront what is evil and champion what is good, extend grace to those who are still seeking. I investigate answers in politics, social issues, church, and more. It's what makes sense. In the 7 a.m. and 3 p.m. hours, Check the schedule at keyradio.live. This is Bill Munhausen for Creation Expo. The 5,000-year leap was one author's attempt to summarize the principles that allow mankind to enjoy liberty. These principles enabled Americans to enjoy more progress than anything experienced in the preceding 5,000 years. I'll use principle number one as an example. The only basis for sound government is natural law. Cicero wrote a century before Jesus that true law is right reason in agreement with nature. I like to think of natural law as the normally expected consequences of an action. For example, stealing is undesirable because it damages trust and commerce between people. The principles of liberty defy political correctness, so they quickly become controversial. One of those principles states that the government of a free people cannot be contained without true religion. Religious beliefs are a unifying factor in a nation that honors its beliefs, not so in one that forces faith out of the public arena. These 60-second messages are based on the book XPO by Bill Munhausen, available in Amazon Books. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. This is your chance to get involved in Community Radio Lake of the Ozarks with 89.3, The Key. 940, thanks for... Allowing us in your homes, your cars, your businesses, wherever you're listening this morning. Maybe you're in an airport somewhere getting ready to catch a flight to a warmer climate. Well, good for you because I think a lot of us would like to, uh, you know, be in your suitcase or possibly just to hang out with you so that we could uh, tag along. Looks like we uh, do have a winter weather advisory. It goes into effect tonight at 9. We'll remain in effect until noon tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, we'll see some clouds, uh, partly cloudy, becoming mostly cloudy, some light rain late, later today, that is. And then for tonight, we are looking at the possibility of some snow, as that rain and snow will change to all snow overnight, a low of 32. Uh, Varying amounts is what they're telling us, one to three inches possible, three to five inches possible, maybe as much as six inches, depending on where you're at. And then we'll have... Some morning snow showers, a high tomorrow of 36, 
low of 21. Morning clouds and sunshine in the afternoon, a high of 32 on Thursday, partly cloudy and 47 on Friday. Some showers in the afternoon, evening on Saturday. Right now looks to be about a 60% chance for that rain on Saturday, a high of 51. Some morning snow showers possible on Sunday and a high of 28 degrees. So bouncing around like we do here in January. We'll get probably into that colder stuff. Obviously, uh, in the month of February, uh, tail end of February, uh, certainly into March. But uh, all in all, uh, get ready. It's coming, the big snowstorm that everyone's talking about. And you will hear varying amounts today. Well, I heard one to three. Well, I heard three to five. Well, I heard uh, almost six. Well, I heard more than that. So I guess tomorrow, the proof is in the pudding when we bring you this radio program. And I will tell you right now, I'm going to reach out to Professor Paisley. Professor Paisley, if you're listening, we can always do something over the phone so you don't have to venture up that massive incline of a driveway at your house if the snow is. uh, And I know you said, well, this is a great opportunity for me to take the willies. No, not when there's no cover on it and uh, not when it's 32 degrees in the morning. So if we have to, we will uh, punt on an in-studio performance by the good professor, and we will... Just to do things over the phone. Not a problem. That's why we have this uh, nice little apparatus. It's actually kind of a cool little website when it works right. And you simply run a cable out of your, uh, your mixing board into your cell phone, and it allows you the opportunity to uh, interview guests like we did the last, uh, the last segment with Donna Swall. 9.43 is our time. Coming up on Thursday, and it is still a go. It is Key Radio After Hours on Thursday, this Thursday, the 26th, starting at 5.30 at the Camdenton VFW Post on South Business 5. And I encourage everyone who is listening to come on out and find out about Key Radio. We're going to have a chili cook-off. We're going to have some chili cookers. And you can sample their chili. You might, uh, if you like it, even ask them for the recipe if they're willing to give that up. We're going to have a giveaway. We'll draw for a a nice prize. And we'll also have some of the folks that you hear right here on Key Radio. They include the good Professor Jim Paisley, also Ike Skelton, Matt Burns, Bradley Berg with Encompass Purpose, and our good buddy Dave Maupin. Now, I'm going to extend an invitation to Dave and see if Dave shows up. But throughout the evening, we'll give them a few minutes to kind of talk about what they do and uh, let you actually see some of the people, put the uh, uh, the voices with the faces. If you don't watch us on the SRG Financial Advisors Key Radio in-studio live camera, you can do all that stuff. So uh, we invite you to come out, find out a little bit more about Key Radio. We'll have some chili. We'll have some refreshments. We're getting a bottle of water courtesy of Culligan Lake of the Ozarks. Matt Phillips, what a great guy. I really like Matt. And uh, Matt is all about supporting community radio, and the folks at Culligan Lake of the Ozarks have been big supporters. I want to thank everyone, including our good friends over at HMI Fireplace Shop. Charlie, I'm going to come see you. As soon as they get our fireplace up and running, I am going to come see you and uh, uh, get some more uh, helpful tips. I lived in a house back in uh, 2011, 2012, right back in there, that had a fireplace in it. It was great. I enjoyed it. Uh, Fortunately, I didn't burn the place down. Uh, That was done by somebody else, apparently. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, we... We never really determined the cause of that fire. We think it might have been fireworks. But anyway, um, the whole fact of the matter is is that um, HMI Fireplace Shop, and I saw Norm yesterday, and it was so great to see Norm. 
Norm. I happened to be going through uh, a local store in Camden. Didn't ran into Norm. I haven't seen Norm in forever, and it was great to see Norm. But HMI Fireplace Shop, big supporters of Key Radio as well. And uh, Adair's Animal Nuisance Removal. These folks, you know, we were talking earlier with Tyler, Tyler Brown from the Missouri Department of Conservation, and we were talking about the fact that, um, gosh, there are all kinds of pests out there, little nuisances. He was dealing with some raccoons and ended up catching his dog. At least he knows the trap works, right? He knows the trap works. So uh, he's, you know, jumping all over that. But the folks at Adair's, uh, they handle a lot of these animals, and uh, they are not afraid to come out to your residence and uh, survey the situation and then turn around and uh, take care of business for you. We support all of our uh, businesses that sponsor Key Radio. We also support and thank all of our individuals that support us. And there are so many individuals that uh, make donations to Key Radio as well. And you can be one of those those uh, folks. If you would like to donate to Key Radio, you can reach out to Bill Munhausen. Easy to do. Go to keyradio.live, and there are some ways that you can reach out to him. And for folks that want to support The Daily Show, uh, The Daily Show is something that you can sponsor as a business owner. If you would like to do that, reach out to me. You can get a hold of me on Facebook, Kevin Burns. Just personal message me, and I will tell you exactly what it takes to sponsor The Daily Show. We can have the daily sponsors, weekly sponsors. You can sponsor certain guests that are on whatever you want to do to get the word out about your business and show your support for our mission here uh, being uh, the Lakes Community Radio Station on Key Radio. 947. Got the big event coming up again on Thursday evening, the Key Radio After Hours. It will take place starting at 530 South Business 5, the Camdenton VFW Post. want to thank those uh, fine folks for working with us as well. Thank you so much and a great facility. So we invite everybody to come out starting at 530. We'll hang out for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and uh, let you find out more about the Key Radio and getting involved. Maybe you want your own podcast. How about that? And we can make it very simple for you as well. We can take the opportunity to show you what we can do for you. You provide the content. We'll provide the post-production, put it together, put a nice little bow on it, and put it on key radio for all your friends and neighbors and folks that are interested in what we're doing uh, so they can give it a listen. Also, uh, what else do we have for you? Oh, a couple of things, a couple of things. And, again, I encourage you to uh, give us a call. This morning at 573-633-5395. I encourage you to uh, hit us up with some of your thoughts and ideas, as is the case. Everybody has an opinion, right? Just about everybody? Well, I want you to, uh, well, thank you, Greg. Looking forward to seeing you there, my friend. And uh, James is listening this morning. This year begins my 20th year walking the cross in central Missouri and Lake of the Ozarks. Thanks for all the prayers and support. Amen. Well, thank you, James. You are an inspiration to a lot of folks. And I've had the opportunity to interview Mr. Hodgson on a number of occasions, both on radio and on television. So thanks for what you're doing, sir. We appreciate that. Also, uh, Steve said, uh, I very much like the expansion of your topics and guests. Interesting, inspiring, informative, all of that. 
And uh, thank you, sir, for the kind words. Appreciate everybody taking the time this morning to check in with us. We always enjoy the heck out of that. So a couple of things. I, I saw this yesterday, and it was almost hard to believe, almost hard to believe that, you know, you've got all of these groups and organizations now. Um, and I will say, you know, they're, they're just taking shots at anybody and everybody who doesn't agree with them and what they're doing. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, some of these drag queens ending up in schools and putting on performances like they did in the city of Columbia. And, you know, what do they say? Different strokes for different folks, right? Uh, certainly not a lot of parents are happy to see this in their schools, which reminds me we'll have the uh, homeschooling moms back, Lindsay Waltman and Charlene Moore. And they're going to bring a couple of their kids in next Tuesday in the 9 o'clock hour. So we'll have a chance to uh, kind of get the kids' perspective on homeschooling. But, again, uh, this, you know, is just, uh, they're saying a little prayer. It says here, one alleged activist group in Norway is calling for Aretha Franklin's hit 1968 song, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, to be removed from both Apple Music and Spotify after they deemed its lyrics offensive. The Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance took to Twitter last week to condemn the ballad, citing that it has ignited harm against transgender women. Aretha Franklin's 1968 song, Natural Woman, perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. The organization tweeted, there is no such thing as a natural woman. The message continued, the song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. TCMA is requesting it is... Uh, removed from Spotify and Apple Music. Now, the group has since claimed that their original post was indeed a satirical uh, on in a uh, message to the post on Monday afternoon. This uh, article is from nypost.com. The group has also updated their Twitter bio to now say parody slash satire. I don't think that was the intent initially. And I think that these folks are reaching, stretching, if you will, for anything that they deem unnecessary. So, again, will it be the out uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Or in this case, this group is complaining about a song that's been around since 1968, which if you listen to the lyrics, I don't think it has anything to do with what it is they're talking about, but the title in itself is what gets these folks all riled up. And so you can take it for what it is, or you can just look at these people and laugh and say, you know what, find something else, please. Because as far as I know, this song has never been targeted by any transgender group in the past. But these folks are saying, well, it's ignited harm against transgender women. Okay, but now it's like, no, 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 we we really don't mean it. It was satire. It was a parody. Okay, it was satire. It was satire. We really didn't mean it, but I think initially they did. And so they've probably taken enough flack from people, and a lot of the flack is probably like, don't you have anything better to do? Don't you have anything better to do? Aretha Franklin, who has put out so many great songs. I believe she passed away. It was in 2018, I think. But 
she paved the way for a lot of performers. She, of course, was an incredible performer. She actually uh, stood in one time for Luciano Pavarotti, if you've ever seen that clip on uh, YouTube. And uh, I don't know, folks. I mean, it's like you're grabbing at straws. Really. Because everything that's going on in society now would lead us to believe that transgender people just feel like, uh, you know, it's a natural thing to do what they do, how they do it, whether it's participating in sports, where, whether or not it's, uh, you know, performing in schools or uh, performing in cities. And, and so I don't see where this song and, and this argument even has any real basis other than to say somebody was bored and decided to kind of go off on Aretha Franklin, which it was probably the amount of flack that they took on this and decided, well, maybe we should just go back and say that we we were just poking fun at the song and we really didn't mean it. And then you have to watch what you say, I guess. Maybe choose your words uh, accordingly before you say things so that you don't have to post some sort of a retraction, right? I don't know. 954, and from the world of sports, the ever-intriguing Tom Brady, once again, is going to be deluge, the deluge of questions about Tom's comeback for a 24th season in pro football are going to be out there. And just like it was last year, this from MSN.com, a story by Luke Easterling, just like it was last year, one of the biggest questions of the NFL offseason will once again be whether or not Tom Brady chooses to come back for a 24th season of pro football. Brady's contract with the Bucks is expiring in March, making him a free agent after spending the past three years in Tampa. He could choose to sign with another team, return for a fourth season with the Bucks, or retire for the second time. On the latest episode of his Let's Go podcast, co-host Jim Gray asked Brady about his football future, and the GOAT had a colorful response in a uh, tweet. It says Tom Brady to Jim Gray on his Let's Go podcast about whether he will play in 2023. If I knew what I was going to effing do, I would have already effing done it. I'm taking it a day at a time. I appreciate you asking. Thank you. But if you hear the actual audio, that was not necessarily the way I read it was a lot different from the genuine genuine response given by Tom Brady. So there you have it. Brady has maintained all along that he would take his time making a decision, especially after last year's retirement and subsequent comeback just 41 days later. Sounds like when he knows, we'll know. Uh, I wonder if he doesn't get like a uh, a temporary contract with the New England Patriots and retires as a Patriot. Do you think that's a possibility? They just sign him for a day uh, or however long he needs in order to retire as a New England Patriot since a good portion of his NFL career was spent with the New England Patriots. That's how he wants to retire. Maybe that's how he wants to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Who knows? And quite frankly, who cares? Because this guy has had a uh, oh a stick located in the lower region of his body for quite some time, it seems like. Uh, had some issues with his marriage. And uh, the Bucks, you know, they made it to the wild card, but uh, really didn't go any farther than that. So 
Maybe the guy is tired. Maybe he will retire this time around. Maybe uh, we've seen the last of Tom Brady, but I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> and if he effing knew, then, you know, everybody would effing know or whatever his deal is. So maybe, uh, you know, you've seen the guy on the sidelines before when he gets worked up. And, and I think that's the case with a lot of NFL quarterbacks. There's a lot of uh, stress and a lot of pressure when you play the game, and so maybe it's just easier to say, who cares? You know, I, We'll all find out when he's ready to let us know, and aside from that, uh, don't uh, lose any sleep over it. 9.58 is our time. Did you see there is a, a great, uh, this again from uh, MSN.com, actually from UPI News, a story by Ben Hooper. A large fireball illuminated the night sky over Missouri and Oklahoma and was caught on camera by one man's doorbell camera. And it's actually a pretty interesting video because as this thing is being caught on camera, it almost looks like it's headed right for the guy's front door. And this is one of the reasons why I always like to direct folks to uh, Space Weather Com. It is a website where you can learn about all of these things, and they have a camera that is specific to tracking meteorites, uh, or meteors, I guess in this case, that enter the Earth's atmosphere, and they actually track them. They've got cameras set up all over the place to watch the night sky when these things enter the atmosphere. And I remember years ago, living in Eldon, I was walking down the street, and uh, over my head, so I guess it would have been uh, from north to south, there was a big streak, a big light. And I guess it was a meteor that was burning up as it was entering the atmosphere. And we've seen them around here plenty of times. And the night sky, of course, lends itself to uh, a great uh, a great show when you have the meteor showers and things like that. But uh, just amazing. If you get a chance to see this footage, I encourage you to check it out. I also encourage you to come back and check out what we're doing tomorrow right here on 89.3 KEYK Osage Beach. Get prepared for that snow. I'll talk to you tomorrow.